The Hoosiers have a golden opportunity to remain perfect on the season 3-0 and as they host Western Kentucky on Saturday. Is it one that they're going to take advantage of, or is it? are they going to let it slip? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Friday, September 16th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Brood. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. As an aside, for some of you, you are watching this live on YouTube. If you're listening to this, this is another reason to head on over subscribe to our YouTube we're going to be uh, doing some more live shows, especially once basketball season gets here, maybe some live post-game shows. Uh, so if you guys want to hear those first, be part of the the conversation, be sure to head on over to our YouTube, subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Only one thing to talk about today IU looks to remain unbeaten as a host Western Kentucky tomorrow. Let's get you all the information you need about this contest. IU versus Western Kentucky noon kickoff uh, on Saturday at Memorial Stadium. It'll be on the Big Ten Network. This is a, an odd game when it comes to the betting lines. We've talked about it all week uh, because on one hand, bet online. Uh, has IU as a six and a half point favorite with an over under of 61. Now, for those of you that have listened to the podcast for really any length of time, especially around football season, you know that SP plus is a, a stat I go to a well we go to often. Uh, I think it's a, a very reliable stat. The problem is what <laughs> SP plus has Western Kentucky favored by uh, four points uh, projected win probability of 58%, uh, score 31 to 27. So that's almost a, uh, it is a 10 and a half point difference between what Vegas is saying and what SP plus is saying. You can write off some of that discrepancy on kind of early season projections, some not great performances, uh, from Indiana at times throughout the first two games this season, but, uh, that's a pretty big discrepancy. I know there was a, um, comment on, on Thursday's episode that said, I, I'm all over the place. If IU just puts two halves together, the, they'll win comfortably. For one, I'm always all over the place. But for two, this is IU football. You can't just say if they do a very consistent, normal thing, then this will be easy. They don't do consistent, normal things. It's never easy when it comes to IU football. So I don't really know what to make when it comes to this team. He's not wrong in... Uh, or the commenter wasn't wrong just kind of in their basis that if IU plays as we've seen them play for the third quarter against um, uh, Idaho, excuse me, or for chunks of that Illinois game, especially that kind of final drive, that first half, um, I do think that they'd be the better team. And I do think that they'd probably win this game pretty comfortably. But we're talking about picking up bits and pieces of different games and putting them together and expecting that to be the outcome for this Western Kentucky game until they do it. I'm not going to believe I'm not going to rely upon that happening. So, uh, 
it's going to be an interesting meeting. All of their meetings in uh, the past, uh, since 2008, have been wild ones between IU and Western Kentucky. Last season, obviously, the Hoosiers win 33-31. to The last, uh, I, I don't know if you'd call it great, it was a really good Michael Penix performance, 373 yards. He didn't have a touchdown. He deserved one. Uh, he was really, really good in this game. Uh, Stephen Carr had two of the touchdowns, 109 yards rushing. Peyton Hendershot had 100 yards receiving. Ty Freifogel had 98. Uh, the last great Ty Freifogel game as well. Uh, speaking of Penix, he will be on ABC Saturday night against Michigan State. Absolutely going to be tuning into that one. Uh, but yeah, last year's game was very odd. Uh, technically, IU led throughout. It didn't feel comfortable for most of that game. Uh, Bailey Zapp and the Hilltoppers gave IU all it could handle, which is just kind of a running trend in this series. There's been a lot of games that have been uncomfortably close. 2015, IU wins 38-35. to they trailed that game going into the fourth quarter. They trailed by double digits in that game going into the fourth quarter. Um, they were down 28-17 and scored 21 uh, straight points in the first or in about a seven-minute span in that fourth quarter to take the lead and win the game. Uh, that wasn't comfortable. Nate Sudfeld threw for 355 yards and three touchdowns uh, in that one, but IU gave up 568 yards um of offense in that so these games have had a tendency to be wild jordan howard had 203 rushing yards in that one uh iu back in 2010 won 38 to 21 um so a little bit more consistent there ben chapel had three touchdown passes demarlo belcher caught one tandon doss caught one ted bolzer caught one there's some remember some guys from back in the day in that but this is a game IU typically scores a good amount in. Uh, the, it's not um, common for them to uh, play good defense, though. Uh, Western Kentucky typically scores a lot. Ultimately, IU, though, is 4-0 against Western Kentucky. So we'll see if they can make it 5-0 against Western Kentucky, make it 3-0 on the season on Saturday. We'll look at Let's look at some matchups that I will be watching uh, that I think could dictate this game. Before we do that, though, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs uh, and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Did not mention the over-under for this one is 61. If you think that offense is going to continue, um, that the, the two sides have had shootouts the last two times they've met, uh, if you think that's going to continue to be the trend, over 61, I... It, it might be where I'm leaning on this one. Western Kentucky is plus, uh, I believe, plus 200 odds, uh, plus 210 now odds to win. If you really like SP+, Plus, if you're really down on Indiana, if you just want to hedge on your happiness uh, and uh, bet on Western Kentucky in case Indiana loses, 
Um, I've done that before. So uh, that's a, an intriguing money line there, considering, considering that there is some evidence that Western Kentucky uh, could be favored in this one. Let's take a look at some of the matchups uh, that I think are going to dictate this game. I think you have to start with IU's defense against uh, Western Kentucky's kind of passing game uh, and more IU secondary. Western Kentucky, we saw last season, they're an air raid offense that really tormented IU in a number of different ways. It wasn't simply drop back uh, and have a five-step drop and, and throw downfield. They did some different things. They moved some guys around. They had uh, wheel routes. They had end rounds. They had they had routes coming from every different direction. They mixed it up really well and had IU completely flummoxed for most of the game. Uh, so it's going to be a matter of IU's defense. Uh, I put defense as a whole because you can say the secondary versus the passing game, but for all the reasons I just gave you, it's going to be kind of a whole entire defense uh, against this passing game for Western Kentucky. We mentioned on Thursday they have a different quarterback. Uh, they have a different offensive coordinator. They have three offensive coordinators, three co-offensive coordinators. Uh, so they do have some different guys in there um, this season, but they're still running the same basic uh, type of offense. They're not quite um, – the volume isn't there quite as much, uh, but the ideas still are. So uh, – it, IU is going to have to be on on their uh, on their game uh, defensively because um, that is where the focus is going to come from for Western Kentucky. They don't have much of a run game. They've only run for uh, 124 yards per game, and that's um, 91 of those coming from Davion Irvin Poindexter, who we've mentioned a couple times, uh, former Hoosier, obviously, last season. But... Uh, he's their leading rusher with just 91 yards this season. So it's not an offense that's going to run a, a particularly good amount, basically, and they haven't been effective at it. So focusing on that passing game is going to be absolutely important for Indiana. The other part, I use offense versus Western Kentucky secondary. Western Kentucky has a really good secondary. Uh, they have seven interceptions on the season already five of those came against hawaii but still seven interceptions is seven interceptions uh and we've seen up and down with iu's passing offense um the one thing connor basic hasn't done knock on wood i am tempting fate here he's not turned the ball over a ton um and when he has hasn't necessarily been his fault the, at least the one against illinois was not his fault the one against idaho uh was but the he hasn't been bad i would say about turning the ball over he's gonna be tested this week because western kentucky has been good about creating turnovers so uh it's gonna be a matter of not just protecting the ball though um having a competent passing offense because that was the biggest difference i think in the first half and second half of that idaho game first half Bazelak did not look like the quarterback that um, he did in most of that Illinois game, second half he did. So if you get that second half uh, version of Connor Bazelak, I feel really good about what Indiana uh, could do on Saturday. If you get that first half version, it could be a lot worse than 10 nothing uh, coming up against Western Kentucky and what their passing attack can do. So 
it, that's going to be a, a big focus for me is whether Connor Bazak is going to be able to come out right away and, and assert himself. It's not going to be a monsoon. Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, on Saturday, last I looked, there was no monsoons um, on the way. So there's no inclement weather to blame anything on, fair or foul, this time around. It's just a matter of getting the job done and executing um, which we've seen him do at times, but we ha- we've seen him struggle at times. Last thing is just IU versus complacency. And this is kind of building off that last point. Um, I don't know if complacency or IU versus consistency or, or however you want to frame it, but um, IU's biggest battle I think is going to be with themselves because um, as has been pointed out by our lovely viewers and commenters, if IU just plays how IU is capable of playing, they will win. And, Uh, As much as I poke fun at that, they're not wrong. If IU plays at the level we've seen them as they did in that third quarter or that second half against Idaho, they will win this game. And I think it could be comfortable, as comfortable as IU football makes things. Uh, I I could see that, but I'm not going to bet on that again until they do it. But this is a matter of IU against that complacency or consistency the good news that maybe we haven't talked about enough is that that Idaho game should serve as some type of wake up call, uh, that you can't play like that and get away with it. They got away with it only because it was a middling FCS team. That's by far the easiest team they're going to play this season. Uh, you do that at any other point this season and that's a loss. And again, we've kind of mentioned it each week a little bit. Uh, if IU wants to go to a bowl game, I presume is the goal of this program, even if it's a maybe slightly out of reach one, if IU wants to go to a bowl game, there you cannot under any circumstances lose this game. You have to start 3-0. and So that is the challenge that is going to face them on Saturday. Not being complacent, avoiding whatever it was that caused that first half against Idaho and playing like it was the second half against Idaho. Bottle that up, uh, write it on the the whiteboard, whatever it is. Pretend this is the second half against Idaho when you're trailing 10-0 at home to an FCS team, and play like that, because if IU plays like they did in that third quarter, they'll win. Uh, They'll win easily, and they'll win a lot of games this season, but I'm not going to grab a 15-minute segment or one quarter out of the eight they played and say that's what IU is going to do and that they'll win easily. Uh, Again, prove it to me. Do it before I believe it. It's pretty much where I stand at this point. Let's take a look at a handful of players that could make the difference uh, in this game for the Hoosiers on Saturday. We'll do that here in just one moment. Thanks again to all you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Again, we're live on YouTube right now recording this, as some of you are watching. Um, Be sure to head on over to YouTube. Subscribe. We're going to do these more. Uh, Maybe post-game shows for football. Maybe we'll stick to the preview shows. I know once basketball comes around, we'll do some post-game shows for Basketball Live. So uh, head on over to YouTube and subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers so that you can get all these episodes first and, and join in on the discussion handful of players I will be watching in this one. We'll just start with Connor Bazelak. I, I had written them last, but we're, we're on the topic. Um, I don't want to harp too much on it because we just did, but Connor Bazelak, obviously 
he's going to determine largely how this game goes because if he plays well uh, and when he's played well, he's good enough to drag IU along with him at times or, or a, um, take IU to a level that you would hope they would play at. So um, he hasn't been compared to his previous seasons. I know we're using a two game sample size right now. He hasn't been as good as he's been at Missouri. His completion percentage is more than 10 points lower than his worst season at Missouri. Um, his um, yardage or his QB rating, excuse me, is lower than it's ever been um, than it was at Missouri. Now, volume wise, he's on pace for more attempts, more yards, more touchdowns uh, than he ever has. But from an efficiency standpoint, it hasn't been there. And I, I think that that is what the eye test says as well, is that he's had moments where he's looked really good, but in between those moments, he's struggled. So uh, Connor Bazak's going to determine a lot about what IU is going to do uh, in this game um, as a, a passer. And if he's been on target and he's been uh, completing passes, then IU has been really good this season. Sean Shivers, another guy I will be watching, did not have a good first game. Again, I would chalk a lot of that, almost all that up to the offensive line. Had a really good second game. Probably haven't talked enough about how good he was against Idaho. Where where he falls um, also has impacted how the Hoosiers have looked. Even when IU struggled in that first half, Shivers was not any, any uh, he was not to blame for any of that. Uh, he looked, I thought, good in that first half, and then he set the tone right away in the second half with a big run. So uh, I, I I think it's probably Sean Shivers slash offensive line. Uh, you, you can't really talk about Shivers in this IU football running game without talking the offensive line. Um, are they going to be able to create holes, which they did not do against Illinois, really in any way, shape, or form? Or is it going to look something close to that Idaho game where you give shivers lanes to run through and he's going to rush for um over 100 yards and look really good so he will determine a lot as well that running game if you can have a a two-dimensional offense you make it easier for connor Bazlack to look better because uh defenses aren't solely stacked up on the passing game and have to account for both aspects of the offense so Shivers slash the offensive line is going to be really important. Last person I'm going to be watching, Taiwan Mullen. Uh, there were any number of guys you could pick from that defense. Uh, I'm going to be watching Mullen, though, because it was this game last year that he got injured, never looked the same. Um, and it was a shame because I was really excited to see what he could do coming off a um, All-American season. He was never really able to get going after that injury. He was never able to, able to get healthy after that injury. Uh, so excited to see what he can do this season. Um, and you're coming up against a, a really good passing attack for Western Kentucky that has a, a pretty clear number one um, in Daywood Davis, who has 202 yards on 11 catches. Nobody else has more than 73 yards. So I imagine Taiwan Mullen is going to be matched up with him a fair amount, if not the whole game. We'll see what he is able to do. If he's able to limit him and uh, kind of neutralize some of that attack for the Hilltoppers. Great name. I can't believe we're 25 minutes into this podcast without me mentioning that. 
Um, shout out to the Hilltoppers. But <laughs> we'll see if Taiwan Mullen stay healthy, able to make that impact that he he played well last season or la- in this game last season, but uh, he was clearly hobbled and basically did not play after this. So knock on wood, stay healthy, uh, and he's going to be important in this one. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you on Monday to wrap up this game. Big shout-out to all you that tuned in on the live stream. I know it was kind of last minute. I didn't really uh, publicize it too much except on our Twitter, which go follow us on Twitter. Uh, But we'll be doing more of these, and I'll try to send some tweets out so that uh, it's not last minute uh, the morning of that I kind of make this decision. But... Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. I was on yesterday's show talking best bets for Big Ten, uh, some trap games, some sleeper games. Uh, so if you guys want to hear that, I also talked about IU Western Kentucky as well. So head on over, get make that your second listen today. Subscribe to the podcast if you guys have not already. Subscribe to our YouTube. Leave a quick rating and review wherever you are at. That helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Let's go Hoosiers and LEO.